0: Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but before we get to them, I want to tell you guys that we are brought to you today by Tervis. uh You know those those great folks over at Tervis. They look they've been around since 1946, and they're celebrating 75 years in business. Starting with, of course, a pop up comes up. Uh, 75 years in business, starting with their classic line. Uh, sleek styles make for perfect, uh, or make this perfect for the active and on the uh, on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps cold drinks cold and reduces that condensation. Backed by a made-for-life guarantee, Turvis is the original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot or cold drinks cold. Available in several sizes, including a 16-ounce mug, a 16-ounce or 24-ounce tumbler, and a 24-ounce water bottle. Made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and BPA-free. You got to go check them out at turvispromos.com. You will not be sorry that you did. Uh, Stephen McFadden, why don't we say hi to you first? How are you doing today?
1: Hello. <laughs> I feel like since this is like episode 101, it feels like our first episode. <laughs> yeah i it's mean like we've started over and here we are but it's it's been awesome
0: there you go yeah last week was pretty fun if you guys didn't check out that episode we did a little bit of a celebration with a very special guest so uh go listen and uh and check that out uh meg erber with sns activewear how the hell are you doing today
2: i am doing good but i wish it would stop snowing it's like still snowing here it's still
0: snowing <laughs> yes yeah, we got snow for three days over here yeah Uh, i'm over it of course you got it worse than we did i'm in i'm in south central pa you're over over near philly you guys got hit harder than we did right i mean we got probably yeah
2: and it's not even. i don't know it like melts and then piles back on but it's it's like their kids have snow days which is great for them but i'm still trying to work (laughs) so so
0: yeah make it easy. I'm, I'm actually really excited because my uh, my kids they they love playing in the snow, especially the older one and uh, she finally got to build like a uh, her life-size snowman with me uh, the other day so that was kind of cool. Aww.
2: That's awesome yeah. yeah we did go uh, out there last night and I there must be a delay. I'm sorry, but I, we went out there I put one of my uh, my burnside flannel shirts on our snowman out there last night. He looked cold.
0: Very nice. very nice. I'm sure he melted There's right away because so it would have kept him warm, right? Awesome, Mark <laughs> Vituli, uh, Vice President of Marketing with SNS Activeware. Yep, yeah, we got a double SNS Activewear whammy right here today for you. Mm. How are you doing today, Mark?
3: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Good to hear, man.
0: Well, listen, what we traditionally do here on the Industry Insider is we allow our special guests to give a brief introduction of themselves and tell us how you got started in the promotional products industry and, uh, and what you've been up to since, man. So why don't why don't you take it off and let anybody that uh, let anybody know that doesn't know who you are. Uh, Sort of your story.
3: Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'm a little bit different. I didn't um, come from within the industry. Uh, I've been with SNS Activeware for a little bit over four years now. Um, but if we're going to kind of rewind and, and sort of tell the story of where I came from, I actually started my career as an accountant, which you know, is surprising <laughs> for a lot of people. I, I went to school um, and got my master's, got a CPA. I worked for a large accounting firm for my first five years out of school. Uh, that was all in Chicago. And then I moved over to LA with the same company, had a couple buddies who were uh, just getting going into, at the time it was the SEO, you know, the cutting edge marketing, digital marketing tactic. Um, and they were starting an SEO agency and they were the kind of the, you know, the technical marketing guys. And they said, well, we, we need a business guy to you know, help us get this company off the ground. And so I'd been in the corporate industry for about five years and, and realized it just, you know, really wasn't my speed. So I decided, all right, I'm going to kind of leave big corporate uh, and get involved in a boot, bootstrap startup company with a couple buddies, went into a war room, uh, created this SEO agency back in, this is 2008 now, I guess, 2009. So really still kind of the, the wild west as it relates to SEO. Um, and then had that agency for about three to four years, did... Did had You know, like any startup had a lot of ups, had a lot of downs. Uh, and then, you know, as the SEO industry changed, Google, you know, changing a lot of their algorithms, uh, we decided to kind of wind down that that um, company, and I sort of just went into consulting from there. So I was doing uh, startup consulting across, you know, a broad range of digital marketing, uh, working, you know, kind of as, you know, startup for, you know, doing, you know, Books for them as well, but mostly doing digital marketing, and then that's how I kind of came in, uh, around SNS. I got hired to do a consulting project um, early on, about five years ago. We had a lot of success, you know, with the programs that we were doing together, and, and you know, over time got to really know ownership and management, um, realized how tremendous of a company was, and, and sort of what their growth trajectory was, and what they wanted to do with marketing, uh, and uh, decided to join when they when they gave me the offer. So this is about you know four or five years ago and uh it's awesome. been such an incredible ride you know since i've taken you know the role as, as VP that we've just done so much and is for the topic today a lot from a digital perspective
0: that's really cool so one of the things that well i guess the main topic for today is you know sns has some some big stuff coming up next week and uh, you're sort of i know spearheading or or you know at least a very large part of that mark and uh, so we wanted to bring you on to really discuss uh, you know, the, the virtual trade show format. Um, I know this is sort of fresh off of expo direct to you. So I, I kind of want to get your take on that. Uh, cause you guys sort of jumped into that pretty, uh, pretty late. Uh, but you know, you guys were able to attend and, and get sort of a feel for how that ran and, and would love to get your take on that. And then we'll, uh, we'll launch into sort of, uh, what you guys are doing at SNS next, uh, next week and, um, sort of the overall feeling on the virtual trade show format.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I'll, I'll again kind of rewind back to the early days of the pandemic, right? When we were we were starting to make try to try to navigate are there going to be in-person shows? You know, do we go? Do we kind of cut it off and say we just got to focus on digital? So, um, you know, there was a lot of early sort of decisions to say we know we're not sure what's going to happen with in-person, but we we definitely need to start thinking about what this new you know, digital landscape could look like. And as we saw people flocking onto Zooms, all of our sales reps, you know, transitioning from in-person meetings to, you know, um, webinars and Zoom Zoomcasts, uh, we, you know, I would say late summer decided we, we definitely want to get proficient in what this virtual event space, you know, is going to look like. Um, so when we talk about the event that we have coming up in February, it's really been a five, six months, six month project. Um, looking at all the different platforms that have been out there, um, really trying to get a feel for what different uh, event planning agencies were doing in the virtual space. Uh, You know, could we recreate the same uh, value that you get out of an in-person show as it relates to networking, uh, product education, um, you know, and and other content, you know, and industry related topics. So uh, it's been a, a long diligence process I would say, you know, uh, over the last, you know, over Q3, Q4 now leading into our show that's coming up next week. Uh, so while I would say we've learned a lot, you know, definitely not experts yet. This is going to be our first virtual show, um, but but very excited to see what's going to come out of it. Uh, to your, you know, your your other question as far as what we thought about PPAI, you know, again, this is a big shift for you know, for the entire industry, especially, you know, uh, such a, you know, tremendous and successful organization like PPAI, especially with their, you know, their in-person trade show. So, you know, I think it was challenging for us because the model fit s and specifically, you know, I'm speaking from SNS's lens differently than what an in-person show allowed us to do, you know, with over 80 brands that we carry, um, you know, we used to have a 40 by 80 booth in Vegas and, you know, you know, we would bring all of our product with us. And that was an opportunity for, you know, customers to see the breadth of what we carry. Um, you know, in the digital format that they had laid out for us, it, you know, it was much, it was minimized, right? You can only carry 50 products. Um, and so we had to sort of shift the way that we looked at the value of this event from this is a true product education event to more of a, of a brand, you know, uh, introduction event, you know, or, or at least, you know, being there for the relationships that we do have for the customers that we're going to be at the show. So, uh, so a little bit of a different perspective on what we were expecting to get out of the show Uh, the, you know, the, obviously the cost, (laughs) the, the setup uh, you know, way less. So, you know, I'd say it's about a a 5% of the effort went into this, you know, virtual show versus what went into planning for one of the big shows. So, you know, there's a lot of value there. And then we we were actually extremely impressed with the traction that we got as well um, when we when we actually looked at you know numbers head to head on how many scans we would normally get in the booth you know in Vegas versus uh, how many people either um, submitted a sample request or started a chat um, you know we, those numbers were almost double so we haven't we haven't quite vetted into the quality of all those leads um, but early signs were that you know. It's a different value again that you're getting, but I think a value that's worthwhile um, and made sense for us.
0: Sure, that makes total sense. So, from the from a, a soft goods supplier pers- uh, perspective, because uh, I, I sort of know where we stand as a soft goods supplier with headwear, uh, how do you how do you plan to navigate this virtual format with such a tactile product?
3: So. You know, well, one, you know, again, uh, you know, PPI was a bit challenging for us just because we couldn't bring everything, right? So, with our virtual event that we have, you know, uh, next week, we will have all of our brand exhibitors there with their own virtual booth. Um, and mm-hmm. and when we again, when we first did this analysis, it was really three things that we got out of all of our surveying and research. It was what was the value out of the trade shows, right? Networking, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Product education, you know, getting to see product and then education. And so, when you know, when you talk about the product side of it, we're going to have a lot of our, um, you know, brand partners there with the information that they need to talk about new products. What are the, you know, the best stories that they have coming out for the new year? So they're going to be able to get that information. Obviously, they're not going to be able to touch the product. And so, I, you know, I keep talking about where I see our strategy shifting. And as we do more digital, as much as we're gonna shift into digital, we're gonna be ramping up our sampling efforts. And, and, and that's really gonna be the way that we're, we'll be getting product into our customers' hands is through um, strategic, curated, um, you know, relevant sampling efforts. Um, and, and I think that's one way that we've really separated ourselves over the last year is coming up with really creative ways to get samples into our customers' hands and having that be a new meaningful touch point, you know, with us and us and our customers.
0: Do you, do you think that's something that before you go, Meg, I have one follow-up question of what you just said. Do you think that's something that you could maybe elaborate on? Because I think that uh, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, uh, especially ramping up the sampling program. Um, my question is, because I, I feel like at a, a, at a trade show, you're so reliant on people, or I guess the, the ability for people to come up and actually touch the product and feel how soft that, you know, great new t-shirt is. What, I mean, how, how do you, how do you then take control of that situation? I mean, what are you guys doing to really focus on Cause you said it was a focused sort of curated sampling program. So what, how are you going about doing that?
3: So from, so from a sample, I guess there's kind of two questions in there from the way that we're strategically approaching our, our sampling program is, um, you know, to kind of have more of an elevated presentation. So I guess this would be more from like a branding perspective. Um, and, and and through that elevated presentation, allowing that sample to sort of stand out above, you know, any other samples that they may be getting, right? You know, our, our customers are, are seeing t-shirt and please all day, every day and getting stuff sent to them all the time. So how do you really present that product in a unique way? Um, and so again, that's through elevated packaging, um, you know, really, really good messaging, um, obviously, you know, Giveaways and you know other contests and fun little tips and tricks are, are ways to sort of make that sample stand out. Mm-hmm. I think to your to the other part of the question is how do you sort of replace that like that touch and feel in person product presentation? Yeah. I don't know, Meg. I I maybe kind of kick that over to you. How how have you been you know the sort of working with the your swatch customers? Books.
2: Yeah, yeah. Swatch books for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, what I think what we've done, and even in my like Zoom meetings ahead of time, I'm sending out these samples that I'm going to be talking about. So everyone's getting a, a, a sample kit or a sample box. So that's what I was really excited about was the sample box that we're going to be sending out to people. I know with PPAI, you could either buy like a $50 box or a $100 box. And the general consensus feedback was they weren't that great of boxes. Like it was like a nice hat, but then the hat had like the the supplier name they were all
1: they were all vendor name
2: yeah and it's like when we're giving these when i feel like as a distributor steven like when you get these samples like you actually either want to be able to show them or wear them or do some field testing especially if you paid for them Mm -hmm. so i think we've always really credit ourselves on like really cool decorations i'm obviously not wearing anything right now but when we do our marketing i don't know if you see in the background but we're sending out all these really cool things that aren't just going to come in a flat envelope or a square box necessarily like our marketing department has like like hit the nail on the head with uh, all this curated marketing, strategic marketing. So um, so what we're doing, and, and not only, I think we're having some really cool prizes that we're giving away. Like, I want to hear more about how you guys decided to get into that. And like, like that's so cool. I, I want to win one, but I can't. <laughs> I guess that was a
0: little bit of edification and a pat on the back for you, Mark, as the VP of uh, Marketing, for Meg to say that the marketing department spot on. Uh, good, good for you
3: it's 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 such a it's such a collaboration um, you know with, between our whole company and obviously between sales and marketing so it, it you know we're there just supporting them and it's awesome to get great feedback from the customers and then obviously from our team as well so thank
2: you Meg okay. <laughs>
3: so
0: Meg you said I took your question in the Facebook comments so I guess you don't have a question now
2: <laughs> then I just kind of went and changed into that but no, it was really like we're all about getting samples into our customers' hands. You have to touch and feel them. So if we can get a sample mm-hmm. box out to our customers ahead of time, I think that's what we're doing, right? I think the first 1000 or so people that sign up get a, a sample box. Or did yeah. I like little beans or <laughs> No,
3: no, no, that's exactly what's happening. So again, this is this was our first time, you know, doing right. a virtual event. We had no idea what, you know, what the traction was going to be. I talked to, you know, you know, I talked to people you know our reps at PPI and ASI, I tried to see what they were expecting. I spoke with Bella Canvas, who's been doing some live events just to get a gauge on maybe what what the turnout could be. Um, and you know, we sort of in my head, I was thinking you know maybe two to three thousand, um, but you know, conservatively, we said well maybe it'll be a thousand to fifteen hundred. So we we sort of stuck with the the early registrant gifts at a thousand. And so far, we've we've had over five thousand RSVPs. So we're mm. super stoked. Um, you know, really happy with uh, the turnout there. Just I hope. I hope they all show up. So, so <laughs> I don't. I don't anyway, know if cool prizes is makes it.
1: I, I don't know if there's any way to to know, and maybe maybe there is. Um, are most of those five thousand are they all existing customers, or are you guys still getting traction from new people? Because I know that was one of the things with with PPAI, where um, if people didn't know you, it was hard to get people to come into a booth of someone that didn't know what they were clicking into. Right. So yeah, do you guys see this a thumbnail? Right, like, do you guys feel like this has been a good way for you guys to reach potential new people or to expand?
3: So um, we we're definitely seeing it more as an opportunity to reach new customers who are customers with SNS. Gotcha. Know? So maybe customers who have signed up within the last three, you know, three to six months, or even you know, the le- within the last year. Um, you know, technically, because it is a free event, uh, we're we're requiring a customer number to sign up for the event. And, you know, not only though, are we speaking to, you know, lifetime customers who, you know, we want to make sure that we're in front of them and and getting them all the information they need, but also be able to tell the SNS story uh, to, you know, any new customers who, who might not know us that well just yet.
0: We have uh, some awesome. really cool comments coming in on Facebook. And uh, so I just want to touch on a couple of these. First of all, Northeast Screen Printers wants to know how they can go about getting a sample box for the uh, for the event next week uh, when they sign up. And uh, so I don't know if you've answered that question with the first thousand people. So, and you're over 5,000 now. So it's kind of too late or is that? Yeah,
3: unfortunately it's too late though. So the early we,
0: bird gets the worm Northeast. <laughs> yeah.
3: And it, and it filled up pretty quick. I mean, it went, it happened within the early like the first hour. Eight. So it was pretty cool to see, uh, you know, how many people jumped on, you know, the event right away. So unfortunately not for this one, but for the next one, we'll, we'll have more.
0: Very cool. Uh, and then Tim Hill chimes in and says it could be, could be, uh, or could have some fun unboxing videos of the sample boxes on socials and then pay, maybe win some prizes. Uh, I know last week we had, uh, you know, Bill Petrie on and we talked about sort of what they did to launch their company uh, using promo to sell promo. And I think we talked about sort of that social atmosphere and social interaction through social media with uh, the different brand advocates. So uh, I, I think there's there's definitely some some steam with that, if that's something you guys have considered or not. But uh, I thought that was a cool comment. So I just figured I'd bring that up to you guys as well.
3: No, I mean, we love all that stuff. It's, you know, it, it, it's it's stuff that we're trying to do more of, right? Obviously, um, you know, social media is is becoming way more prevalent, you know, within our industry and and for us as a growth driver, um, you know, from a marketing perspective. So, you know, those types of collaborations are cool. And I, I don't know if we'll be able to pull that off here at the last minute, um, but definitely stuff that we we want to be doing.
1: Mark, I kind of have a, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Did no, you no, have no, a follow-up to
3: that? No, go ahead. Um,
1: Kind of forward thinking here, you know, looking at the, the trend of digital events. Um, I love that you guys are early in, and I think what will be the timeline of this phase of, of, of full digital, digital experience events. I'm starting to see as a distributor, and I'm sure others are as well, a lot of invites for digital events, um, you know, whether it be with one supplier or, you know, three suppliers or multi-line. And a lot of them are doing very similar things where they're adding education components and they're turning what would be a trade, like a, a product look into an all day event. And I'm just wondering what the capacity is, right? Like, you know, we, if everyone did a one day full education event, you know, it's, that's a lot of suppliers taking up a full day, right? Um, so I'm just wondering, like, I, I love that you guys are doing it when you're doing it because you're getting in on the ground floor where I'm okay to spend a day. Right. I think that's awesome. And we're excited to do it. But four months from now, I don't know how many more days I'm going to have left. You know, so, right, so It's right. like, where do you see this going and how do you see this maybe, you know, combining or becoming like little mini shows as opposed to individual supplier events?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And this was, you know, we, we talked, you know, at, you know, about this at length, you know, le- leading up to this event and the timing of the event. And, you know, was PPI going to do a show or not? Right. Again, we started right. this, you know, b- back in late and the late summer. Um, and for us, what, what gave, you know, us comfort throughout was knowing that it, everyone's going to be doing a show, but it, we are, we do have differentiators from our competition and from other people in the industry. Sure. So it is truly an SNS event. Yes. The format is going to be following a similar path, which is, you know, content, um, exhibitor booths, showing product, you know, it's, it's all going to have similarities, uh, but we wanted to make sure that the content spoke to SNS. Yes, it's overlapping with you know industry, you know uh, industry-related topics, but with through a lens of SNS. Um, and and when we think about all the brand exhibitors, there there are there are SNS brands, right? So you know if if you know anyone else in our industry, our competition was going to be soon doing something else, they would have a message I think that resonates directly to their customers. Sure, to you know to the to the end user having to go to thirty. Forty shows throughout the year now you know would would start to become it would lose its luster and and i i do see there being um you know i think there's going to be a ramp up in this space and i definitely think there will be and i think it's going to go heavy this year through like q2 q3 and then it's going to kind of um you know wind down a little bit you know off of the off of the craze um but i i definitely think virtual events are here to stay it's just I think they're going to be exciting you know, in, in this first year and then find sort of a, a happy medium where they belong once we kind of get back into in-person events as well.
0: Yeah, so the biggest differentiator that, that SNS has is that you guys have Meg Herber. they The other guys don't.
3: You know, I mean, one, it's one, true. 1,000%. One, 1, yeah, very um, true.
0: <laughs> So, no, in, in regards to what you're saying, yeah, I, I was actually, and I, I don't know if anybody else has done this or not as a, as a supplier, but I know I'm surprised that there hasn't been more news of it happening just because... Uh, I know, you know, even folks like PCNA, they, they branched out on their own a couple of years ago to do their own trade shows, like physical trade shows, mm-hmm. as opposed to like doing more of the bigger and regional shows, they they were doing their own traveling show. Um, you know, I feel like the virtual format is easier to do something like that with. And uh, so I don't know why there hasn't been more folks that have done that other than, you know, maybe that tactile experience that you miss on uh, from, a, from an in-person. So. Uh, not really a question there, but I don't know if-
3: <laughs> well, the, I would I would say my comment there is 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 the other challenge that we we were we we knew we were facing this whole time was getting our customers to be comfortable in this new digital world, right? And so I think that was a scary leap for anyone, while you know in person still made sense. And and now that we've all been sort of pushed over the edge. Uh, you know, our, our biggest thing with leading up to this event and the morning of the event is communicating on how to use this platform. Don't be scared of it. You know, it operates you know, just like a website. Uh, but I think now that we are here and people start to get comfortable, you know, we'll, we could see it stay yeah
2: i agree i think a lot of times <clears throat> for the most part up until last, the end of last year people were just holding their breath like we're mm-hmm. holding our breath for the next thing for the, for the for the vaccine or for the election or they're holding their breath to see what happens next and if you don't make that switch to do something virtual you're going to get left behind you have to evolve and you have to adapt to whatever's coming your way <clears throat> and that's what comes with being a good salesperson or being good in marketing. It's like, you have to be thinking a couple steps ahead. So you have that, like that runway to be able to come up with this great event. Um, anyone who's just now starting to plan their event it might not get this off the ground this year.
1: It could be too late.
2: It could be too late, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know some of the boards I'm on, we're looking at hybrid events later in Q3 because I think by then this virtual platform of like, I'm so glad that we're going to be one of the first people to do it. And that PPAI kind of, paved the way for us, and we got to learn a lot. And um, I think our customers also got to learn how to navigate those types of environments. So I think it'll go off a lot more um, without less hitches, if that's active. <laughs> well, Listen, since,
0: since it's hockey season, I'm wearing a Washington Capitals hat right now. I'll quote Wayne Gretzky in, in that, you know, he always skated to where the puck was going, not to where the puck is. So
1: yes.
0: uh, just to sort of piggybacking what you just said there Um, yeah and and i would say
1: meg you're you are right and i can tell how the timeline of the year is already starting to shape out based on some of the events i'm starting to see where they're saying these are going to be in person and here's how we're going to do it in person so i've seen um actually this morning we got a confirmation that there's going to be one in october this is on uh for an end user side but it's, uh, and they're like, we're working with local municipalities. Here's the, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to bring groups in, in waves. So people are going to, at the same time, push the digital events. They're going to still try to figure out how can we get back in person. And eventually they're, they're getting back in person. Right. Yeah. So um, I think you guys are perfect to be at the front of this window. And, you know, <laughs> the time, the window is probably pretty, fairly small. I think there's an opportunity to do it even once it's done. Like you said, Mark, these are going anywhere, but if you want to be able to occupy someone's calendar, that's the other thing, you know? You know
2: what? It's so funny hearing you say that, Stephen, this is all us last March. Like, it's not going to last. It's just going to be like two weeks, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> we I mean, also funny, didn't but... have the
1: PPE, the digital scanning stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, there, there's there's ways to do stuff with, you know, if they plan it, you know, for 10 months. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so... So, Mark, when yeah. you guys have five thousand people uh, come to your virtual event on uh, next Thursday, right, mm-hmm. will you be able
3: to handle the load? <laughs> yeah, one of one um, of the first questions. Uh, oh, sorry.
0: No, go no go ahead. Answer that one. I'll come back.
1: Is uh, it yes or no?
3: <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the first <laughs> questions I, I asked was, can we uh, can 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 we make it work if if we do end up having five thousand RSVPs and and the platform that we chose. Has unlimited capacity, pretty much. We said it could go up to a hundred thousand, so sweet. So no, no, no issues there.
0: And so, uh, from a from a trade show standpoint, how are you like? You maybe set the floor for us for what people can expect. I mean, you know, or how many reps do you guys have versus the the you know five thousand people that will be there? I mean, is it a traditional sort of trade show format, but in a virtual presentation, or is there certain things that you'll be filtering people through?
3: Yeah. So a couple things there, you you know, so the, the virtual event itself is not, you know, it's not in 3D. It's not, you know, you're, they're not going to come into the platform and and walk around an actual virtual trade show. Um, The platform that we chose is very similar to a website. So very simple, very functional. um, And every uh, one of our brands. I I, I asked was, can we, uh, Can 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 we make it work if if we do end up All right. Is that me?
0: Somebody's watching this stream. Way to Um, go. It was me. Do it every time.
1: You never
2: slow. I
0: was
2: trying to get off of it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh sorry.
1: What did you say twice there? You want to repeat it three times? What yeah,
3: what did I do? Um where yeah,
2: what was it? So
3: sorry. Wow, Meg. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no worries. Oh, so where, where, where I was though is is the collaboration that we have with all our brand partners. They're the ones who are going to be making that happen and handling that volume, right? So they they have, we have 30 different exhibitor booths and they're going to be staffing their booths, you know, the same way that we would at one of our, you know, if we were participating in a show. Uh, and so they're, they're going to be the ones kind of handling all the questions as it relates to their products. Obviously our s reps will be there as well, but it's really the support um, you know of our amazing brand partners that are gonna be able to handle that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I think Meg did actually mention that, but that, that's that's good. I, I guess for for everybody to hear as well that'll be attending. I mean, you you will get attended to. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys have any other follow up questions, or should we launch straight into uh, to rapid fire?
2: I don't have any more questions. I'm really excited about it. I've been, I'm like pumped up. Like we have. We had some breakout sessions that we pre-recorded, and um, we have a bunch of industry experts that are going to be all, all over it from sustainability, from on-demand printing to um, decoration. It was just, there was some really cool stuff coming up and you can definitely learn a lot. I highly recommend coming to see us. Before
1: rapid fire. Can you quickly say where to go if they're not registered?
3: Yes. I don't know if we can share a link in the, in the Facebook. We can put it, we can
1: put it on the post but we'll yeah. post a link then if you guys
3: haven't registered. We'll, we'll post the
0: link after the broadcast. After. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share a link to our landing page. And again, awesome. um, customers with us and us, uh, free to sign up and it takes two minutes. Awesome.
0: Very cool. Right. Rapid fire away. Why don't we go to Meg Erber first? Why don't you ask your question?
2: All right, you guys ready?
0: Yeah. Nope.
2: <laughs> Would you rather every shirt you wear be kind of itchy or have to use one ply toilet paper for the rest of your life?
3: <laughs> <laughs> one, one ply for sure. Yeah, right, just, just right.
0: Hold,
1: I mean. One, one ply, time. yeah, just make yeah, it two pull. ply by full. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Can I buy a bidet?
2: I mean, oh, you could. It's cheating. <laughs>
0: cheating.
2: Can it's I buy a, a new shirt?
0: It's a loophole. <laughs>
2: Can I just buy an SNS shirt? I mean,
0: exactly. Can I can I get an s shirt and like keep my my two ply like
2: in eight weeks? You'll get one. You know how it goes.
0: <laughs> eight weeks, Meg. You're giving yourself way too much
1: credit.
2: <laughs> uh, all For right.
1: anyone that knows, that's not a shot at SNS. That's a shot at
0: Meg. Actually, it's not a shot at Meg. Meg's so good at her day job that she forgets about you know the the little people that uh, mm. that, that don't contribute to the sales. <laughs> 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 all right, Jeff, your turn rapid fire. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um all right, yeah. So are you guys paying attention to stocks at all? Uh well, yeah, I know so, of the story, yeah. GameStop or AMC? <laughs> to the moon.
3: Yeah. Yeah, hey, well, silver. GameStop had a little dip the other day, so I guess AMC.
0: Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little late, you know, to
1: the Yeah, uh,
3: we're I feel like we're, we're, we're all sure a little late to the party. We've already missed it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> silver guys, silver. That's that's what's next.
0: I don't know that that's true. AMC. yeah, I, I think
1: GME think... is peaked.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Plus, I, I heard that uh, there's, a, there's a company that just invested in AMC as well. So anyhow, that's my question.
1: All right, my rapid fire. Um, there's, it's really quick, but there's two answers that I have to get from both of you. External c- keyboard or the one on your computer and external mouse or the one on your computer
0: external keyboard or the one on your computer assuming yeah. you're using a laptop external external Whatever. external what? for both
2: yeah yeah Yep.
3: really i need Jeffrey. a big i need a i need a big monitor what do
2: I? and i have like monitors if i'm traveling i just have my little tiny surface but that's only when i'm traveling
3: jeff what are you using I
0: mean, I always use an external keyboard and mouse unless I'm using a laptop. Then I use the keyboard on the mount, or on the on the laptop, but then an external mouse still huh. so I, yeah, I always use my
1: keyboard on the laptop because yeah. I don't have a desktop, and yeah. then external
0: mouse not yeah. the one on this I mean, if I'm <laughs> at home or or in the office, like I'm working from a, a desktop, so all right,. <laughs> Docs and computers all right mark your turn. mark patuli what is your rapid fire question for the three i, gotta,
3: of- I guess i could do well i'll, I'll go with a relevant one we, we got uh um chiefs or tampa bay
0: kansas city chiefs all day long tom brady suck it
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go with the chiefs just because we have a distribution center there i really don't care <laughs> that's all Rapid fire, yeah. even. <laughs> I, a or B? <laughs>
1: I think I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. I think there's a secondary issue matchup um, on Tampa Bay's side. Too many weapons.
3: Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are so strong, but it, it would be fun to see if Tom Brady – not that I love him either, but if he pulls it off, it's just
0: – cool. I want to see definitely... him lose it again. You Definitely, know, code
3: status. Yeah, yeah. It's like
0: I told Dale Denham a couple of weeks ago. I said, "I'll I'll root for you this week so that you can get into the Super Bowl because I would just love to see Tom Brady get there and and cry himself to sleep the following day again." That's Anyhow, hatred. yeah, a little bit, you know. And I don't even know that it's all necessarily directed at him. You know, some of it's Bill right. Bill Belichick. You know, I like him more in Tampa Bay than I did in New England. Agreed, but yeah. like a sliver more. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we've lost half of our audience talking. Right. To you, so um, <laughs> I should, uh, I should, you know, talk to you guys just a little bit more about turvis. So why don't, why don't we get into that? We'll talk some sustainability. Okay. Uh, so, the hashtag TakeYourTervis is another way that they use social media to promote sustainability. They had a, a partnership with Four Oceans, uh, and they did a, a beach cleanup on Siesta Key. And according to Four Oceans, which does the cleanup year-round and across the world, uh, this was the largest turnout with over 1,300 um, registered participants. There were, And they were able to collect the following stuff. Listen to this, guys. It's pretty disgusting. All right. 144 straws. 5,877 cigarettes, 463 plastic bottles, 187 plastic cutlery, 355 plastic bags, 234 plastic or foam cups, 1,346 bottle caps. Tervis is passionate about their oceans and they care for the creatures that call it home. Uh, they're committed to making it a better place uh, and have been for 72 years, not because it's trendy, uh, you know, or help sell tumblers, but just because it's the right thing to do. So listen, if you care about sustainability, if you care about awesome drinking vessels, you got to go check them out at TervisPromos.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Um, and with that being said, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and end things. So, uh, Mark, I really appreciate you being on with us today. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate the perspective on the virtual trade show format and, uh, look forward to seeing what comes uh, best of luck to you next week.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me guys. I really appreciate it.
2: Yep. Thanks Mark.
3: Take care. Yeah. Take care. Right, guys. Everyone guys. Yeah.